open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. Tis his and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Alleluia. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Alleluia. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Alleluia. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Alleluia. The Old Testament lesson for this third Sunday of Easter is written in the 34th chapter of the book of the prophet Ezekiel, beginning at the 11th verse. For the Lord God says, Behold, I myself, even I, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered abroad, so I will seek out my sheep. I will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the watercourses, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will Feed them with good pasture, and their fold will be on the mountains of the height of Israel. There they will lie down in a good fold. They will feed on fat pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. I will cause them to lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost, and will bring back that which was driven away, and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them justice. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I walk in danger all the way, the thought shall never Satan, who has marked his way, is plotting to deceive me, this fall with innocence, may seize me unawares. If e'er I fail to watch and pray, I walk in danger all the Through trials all the way, with sin and ills contending, in patience I must bear each day the cross of God's own sending. Oft in adversity, I know not where to flee when storms of soul dismay, I pass through trials all the way. Death doth pursue me all the way, nowhere I rest securely. He comes by night, he comes by day, and takes his prey most surely. A failing breath and I In death's strong grasp may lie To face eternity for a Death doth pursue me all the way I walk with angels all the way They shield me and befriend me all Satan's power is held at bay when heavenly hosts attend me. They are my sure defense. All fear and sorrow ends. Unharmed by foes, do what they may. I walk with angels all the Jesus all the way, His guidance never fails me. Within His wounds I find a stay, when Satan's power assails me, and by His footsteps led, my path I safely tread. In spite of ills that threaten me, I walk with Jesus all the way. My walk is heavenward all the way, await my soul the morrow, when thou shalt find release for a from all thy sin and sorrow, all worldly pomp be gone, to heaven I now pray.
Epistle is written in the second chapter of the first epistle of St. Peter, beginning at the 21st verse. Brothers, for you were called to this, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving you an example that you should follow his steps. He who didn't sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was cursed, He didn't curse back. When he suffered, he didn't threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness. You were healed by his wounds, for you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who doesn't own the sheep, sees the wolf coming leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them. The hired hand flees because he is a hired hand and doesn't care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and I'm known by my own. Even as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice. They will become one flock with one shepherd. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. 
Christ was delivered for our offenses, and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. In our book of Concord, our Lutheran confessions, Luther, Luther teaches that our, our, our sin, our original sin, is such a deep corruption, he says, a deep corruption of nature that our reason cannot understand it. Rather, it must be believed from the revelation of Scripture. What Luther is teaching from the Scriptures here is that we are so blind to our sin that under our own power, we don't even realize we're walking through a valley of the shadow of death. We are so blind that not only do we not see our own sin, but we also don't even see the darkness or feel the shadow of death, which encompasses us as we journey along in this life. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure I at all understood this valley of the shadow of death until recently. You see, you can study the Scriptures for years, and I had. You can learn to pray back the words of Scripture to God. They, do, they teach you that at the seminary. But that's not going to bring you to truly understand the depravity of our sin or the darkness of the shadow which descends upon this valley of the world. 
The Holy Spirit uses those way, uses those means of study, of prayer, but he also uses suffering. Suffering that causes us tears, depression, anxiety. Suffering which causes us to stay awake at night. So that we stay, so that such suffering, there's nothing we can do on our own to go up against it or to stop it. Suffering with the scriptures that show us the deep darkness of the shadow of death. For myself, the past couple years have brought on quite a few trials where I begin to feel the shadow that surrounds us. A couple years ago, before my final quarter at the seminary, my uncle, at the age of 60, from complications of diabetes, passed away. He was a great, loving uncle. He played a big role in my life growing up. And it wasn't until this year that we were able to dedicate an Easter lily in his memory to see him lose a battle over the years with diabetes. Hurt. After that time, we celebrated the birth of our third child. We had our own call night, our graduation, my ordination here. We got a new house. We learned we were having our fourth child. And like with all of you at that time, the pandemic hit. And like all of you, we were shut up in our house for a year as Kelsey and I became aware of people that we knew that died from this virus. And then after that, my own father, hit by cancer, had his own near-death episode. All of that was tough. But I can tell you that nothing hit more deeply than last Tuesday when my wife called and said the doctor wanted to see us right away about test results about our own son's health. Besides rushing to the hospital, there is nothing I as a father could do. And the thoughts just swirled through my head as it does any father. Could it be cancer? Is it maybe a severe disorder, a blood disorder, some sort of crippling disability? Now we would find out from the doctor that he was simply underweight for some unknown reason. That we needed to go to Sioux Falls right away to find out why. And so we went as quickly as we could. We were told before we left that only one parent could be with him in the hospital. But we had no idea we'd be there for three days. And so for three days, my wife stayed with our son in a small hospital room while they ran test after test on our son. For three days, I was apart from him as I got updates from my wife on the phone. There was no panic. But I can't tell you the number of questions and worries that ran through our heads. And there's only two things I could pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And then also, dear Lord, if this is anything that could threaten his life, put it on me, not on him. But ultimately, his will be done. We would come to find out, as I said earlier, through all of this, that with my father, it was with the Lord's will that he continued to be with us. And it was his will that the medical staff find that the only thing our son needs is something added to his diet. That he's fine. He just needs to bulk up and learn to eat more. Now, I don't tell you all this because I think I have walked the darkest path of anyone here. But to show that we all walk in this valley of the shadow of death. It's something that you can relate to. Like I've related to many of your stories through the trials and the funerals that we've had here. Perhaps some of you have experienced the shadow of death in similar ways as we have as parents. Or maybe it's in other ways. Maybe the sudden death of a loved one. Or watching the long, drawn-out death of a family member. Maybe you've had a miscarriage, a stillbirth. Maybe you've seen the death of a child or went through a divorce. Maybe you experienced the darkness from being estranged from family or through your own disease and illness. Maybe it's job loss or other tragic events. Maybe, from, maybe you feel the darkness from a horrendous guilt of one of your own sins that's rocked your life. Even lately, it can just be watching the news and the events of our world and country that can scare us into seeing the darkness of this shadow of death. Through Scripture, 
The study of Scripture, praying the Scripture, suffering with the Scripture in our ears. Our sins are shown to us. The darkness of this valley is seen. Our inability to overcome it in any way is felt. And do we ever come to fully understand the depravity of our sin or of the valley in which we walk? I'm not sure we do. But what is revealed to us in the study, prayer, and suffering in Scripture of this dark valley is enough to leave us desperate and in despair. And as we drove back on Friday, with our little one in tow coming back home, we were tired, but joyful that there was no serious problem with our son's health. Yet there was one thing nagging my mind. After all this from the past few years, one question I had is, where do I go from here? As a father returning home to his family where we're all together again, as I return to focus on writing a sermon, as I return to come back to work this week as a pastor, where do I go from here? What direction do I head in? What's the next step? Because even with my son's health doing well, I still felt left in the dark. I felt lost in the dark. Where do I turn? Where do any of us turn when we feel that darkness surrounding us like we can't see? And then as I was preparing this sermon, I read this from our Lord, from our Gospel. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. In the psalm, David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Notice here he doesn't say anything about our Lord, our shepherd, taking us out of this valley so we can avoid it. But rather, even though we walk through this valley, he says, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. David fears no evil. Because the good shepherd is walking through the valley of the shadow of death ahead of him, guiding him. As the good shepherd is walking with all of us through this valley of the shadow of death. Because our Lord, our shepherd, walked through this valley himself. He walked in this valley as he was scourged. He walked it as he carried his own cross. He walked it to Golgotha where, they hung, where he hung from the tree for all to see. And there he hung in the valley and the, of the shadow of death. As he hung in that valley, the shadow of death hung over him. The shadow of death that caused the sun to lose its light over all the land for three hours. He hung there for your sin and my sin, taking all of our horrendous guilt from us onto himself. He hung there taking into himself all our disease and illness and heartache. He hung there taking into himself all the darkness of the shadow of the valley of death. He took that all into himself until he proclaimed it is finished and breathed his last. We are able to walk in this valley of the shadow of death without fearing evil because our Lord took that all on in his death. And three days later, he was risen, proclaiming his victory over all sin and death, proclaiming victory over this valley. So as we now walk in this valley of the shadow of death, as we begin to feel lost in the darkness, unsure of where to go, who else should we look to than the one who has overcome it all? Who by his death and resurrection that we are united to in baptism has given us forgiveness of sins and eternal life. For Peter tells us not only has he left us an example so that we may follow in his footsteps, 
But He is right beside us as our shepherd all along the way, keeping us from straying, so that in repentance we may be guided in His footsteps by Him. And where does our shepherd lead us? He leads us to not want, so that even in suffering, we have everything that is His in our baptism. He leads us to lie down in the green pastures of His church, leading us beside the still waters of the font, where He restores our soul, where in the baptismal waters we are led in the path of righteousness that is the cross, with His name marked on us in those waters. In this valley of the shadow of death, he leads us into the pasture of his church where he has prepared a table for us in the presence of the enemies of, in this world. So that anointed in baptism, our cup here overflows with everything he died to give us. Here at this table, where as we partake, where goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life as He feeds us with His very body and His very blood. Here before the cross at this altar is where we will dwell forever in the house of the Lord, where no enemy, no evil, no shadow of death can remove us from Him because He has risen. He has overcome it. So where do I, where do we turn when we have felt lost in the dark? We turn to the light of the cross, the light of Christ crucified. For there we are all baptized. So that no matter what happens to us in this dark valley, the victory in Christ, the light in Christ is ours. And He guides us by His light in the way to eternal life in Him. In this valley of the shadow of death, we turn to the light of the cross, where in suffering He will guide us to not return vile when we are reviled, to not threaten when we suffer, to entrust ourselves in suffering to Him who judges justly. Where before this cross, we die to sin and live to righteousness. As we, like Thomas, see the marks where he bore our sins in his body on the tree, where by his wounds we have been healed. At the cross, we who strayed like sheep hear his voice and return to him in baptism, where suffering cannot stop us from becoming one flock with one shepherd, on whom we will feed as one body of Christ at this altar. Alleluia, He is risen. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
upon thee to deliver me when it's humble thyself to be born of a virgin and thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers thou sittest at the right hand of God upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let thy mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord and let my cry come unto thee. O God, who by the humiliation of your Son raised up the fallen world, grant unto your faithful ones perpetual gladness, and those whom you have delivered from the danger of everlasting death make partakers of eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers 
that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for your servant Martin Luther, through whom the Christian Church was called back to the truth of the Scriptures and the comfort of the Gospel for the repentant conscience found in Christ alone. By your Holy Spirit and the conviction of the blessed Scriptures, embolden us to confess faithfully in our time and to stand unashamed on the prophetic and apostolic Scriptures in the face of all opposition or discomfort. Give wisdom and zeal to our pastors. Give resolve and confidence to all Christians. And preserve and enlarge your flock, that all consciences may be bound up in the life of our risen shepherd. Heavenly Father, you hold in your hand all the might of man, and you have ordained the powers that be for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. And from you, comes all rule and authority in all governments of the world. You have established government and ordained authorities because you desire justice. We ask you, especially in the weeks to come, to use your courts to determine verdicts for your justice. And, especially in Minneapolis and all of our cities across the nation, we ask that you use the government that you ordained to quell any potential violence and uprisings, so that peace may be maintained, and those of us in your church may continue to live peaceable and quiet lives in all godliness and honesty. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, 
support us by your power, and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen from the grave. Alleluia. Who hung for us upon the tree. Alleluia. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil and that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls, and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.